Yo, man, I'm hungry. Where can we get some breakfast? May I take your order? Two Renaissance wraps, no mayo. Let me try to recap the order. A crawler, two sugar pucks, a Stanley cup, a large coffee with cream. Golden menus. Mmm, this is a tasty burger. Grab your news bite on the go with TBS EFM This Morning. Want a bite? They're real tasty. Uh, okay. Anytime, anywhere. Nearly 7.47, and uh, we've got another special interview for you um, in place of uh, some of our other segments that we'd normally do at this time. Um, after kicking off this week under another cover of Fine Dust, we're once again left demanding clean air solutions. You may recall back in January, the Ministry of Environment and Korea Meteorological Administration launched a cloud seeding experiment over the western coastline to see if it might help. But after it failed to produce rain or snow to clear the air, it was kind of ruled a failure by many people straight away. Let's actually assess further, though, with Mr Neil Bracken, a cloud seeding specialist and president of the Weather Modification International. Join us in the studio. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning. It's good to be here. Great to have you here with us, because um, you've been visiting Korea for meetings uh, and you've had the opportunity to hear about local efforts to fight fine dust at the end of last week. Then over the weekend, while you've been here... Presumably you saw the quality descend and Sunday into Monday was awful. It has been, yes. Uh, witnessing it here firsthand and uh, uh, having my uh, my mobile phone give me the fine dust alerts, you know, through the weekend. So there clearly is an, an issue. What do you personally do, by the way, being someone who's always around the subject? Do you wear a mask? Do you do anything when you're out and about to protect yourself? You know, I, I, if I'm out for an extended period, I might consider that, but I, I, I don't uh, yeah. wear a mask right now. But I try to do things, uh, mitigate my exposure, as in staying indoors and uh, limiting the amount of time and uh, exposure to, to high um, high alert days. Well, interesting to note. And we've all, we're all developing our approaches because it's not like wisdom handed down from our grandparents, is it? This right. is quite You're a modern kind of- issue, the, the, being, the awareness, the measurements and the response. What uh, did this conference tell you? Did you learn anything particularly interesting there, or did you share anything in particularly interesting there? Well, you know, first, it's great that there is the the venue uh, for experts in different areas to bring their technology thoughts, ideas forward, and, and the Clean Air Expo was a great venue uh, for that sharing of ideas, whether it was filtration in uh, um, smaller uh, areas in your homes or, or personal devices, uh, to maybe a broader solution such as what, what we, we bring with, uh, with cloud seeding and uh, uh, the, uh, the application of, of modern targeted cloud seeding as a, as a contributor to the solution let's talk about cloud seeding then it it, it kind of sounds like you're playing mother nature if not playing god i don't know how people want to refer to it but it, it feels like we're sort of messing with the system can you put our automatic concerns at ease and tell us exactly what that is yes no that's a, a very common question and the, and the thing we need to understand is we're doing that as humans 
every day, all the time in our activity, and that is messing with Mother Nature, right? We, we, if, if you drove your car today, you actually put some particulates in the air. If you rode the bus, you put particulates in the air. And, and so you are, in a similar manner, cloud seeding, but you're putting, uh, having a negative impact on what you're putting into the atmosphere um, with those sort of pollutants and particulates. What we do is we take inert uh, natural substances such as silver iodide or salts, and we apply this into the atmosphere where there's excess moisture, excess liquid water, to try to put a positive impact. So human effect with cloud, our cloud seeding is is a positive impact on the local environment by trying to maximize the opportunity to create additional precipitation. Great explanation, by the way, but let's get to the reality of our own experiment last month, January 25th, over the western coastline. It wasn't like over Seoul or anything, it was out there over the ocean, uh, and no rain or snow was created by this attempt to, to do cloud seeding. That immediately was deemed a failure, but I know that your argument is that you can't just carry off a one-off experiment and judge that. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, first, I, I commend the efforts that, you know, there there is some experimentation going on. And for, for KMA to do that and, and put forward and, and at least uh, go out and, and, and try to study how they can be effective is, is commendable. But the, the design and expectations around an experiment have to be properly set. So uh, we perform and, and have long-standing sustainable operational programs in various climates around the world. And we always integrate uh, um, a scientific or research approach and component, experimental component to these programs so that they can continually improve. So if you wanted to look at you know, the Korean microdust issue, it's not about going out on one particular day and hoping you can create some rain or snow. We have to have set expectations. There's got to be the potential for rain or snow for us to be effective. So uh, the day like yesterday, there's, there's no depth, there's no additional uh, opportunity to create any precipitation. And so a, a properly designed experiment and program would be longer term. So several weeks, several months where you have the equipment, people, uh, instrumentation standing by. And when this, the conditions are appropriate, you're going to go up and you're going to, one, operationally cloud seed, but then study the effects. So you're going to measure at different altitudes and temperature levels, what is the atmosphere doing? What are the aerosols that are there? What is the liquid water content? So that we know, one, can we be effective on cloud seeding? And there will be many times we know we can be. Uh, but also, get a better, clearer understanding in this three-dimensional uh, sample of the atmosphere to study what's the origin of the microdust, what's the particle and, and uh, issue, and the distribution, size distribution out there, because that's extremely important And then applying modern ta targeted cloud seeding uh, on the next uh, uh, approach. Well, those of us who live in Seoul and probably many other uh, hotspots for pollution will know that after a heavy bout of rain, it, it does clean the air. How heavy does the rain get when, with cloud seeding? Do you ever think, oh gosh, we've we've opened the floodgates a bit too much here? We've got a monsoon coming. <laughs> I mean, like, what? How dramatic can it be? Yeah, that's some you know misperceptions out there, of course, in in, in cloud seeding. And uh, as you mentioned, I think we all can understand observationally, post precipitation, whether it's rain or snow, we can see 
that we are, there's cleansing of the air, but it's also scientifically supported that there is cleansing and um, even a small amount of rain. It doesn't matter. It doesn't need a particular heavy rate. Any any type of precipitation will help clear aerosols, will help cleanse. It's the washing machine of the atmosphere is precipitation. So any level of precipitation will help. Um, when we've studied cloud seeding, and, and this is not just myself, but the experts out there, the National Science Foundation in the United States, the National Center for Atmospheric Research and others, cloud seeding does not increase the rate of precipitation. What we're able to do is, is extend precipitation periods. So you'll see precipitation start a little bit earlier in a, in a dynamic system, and it'll continue a little bit longer. So there's there's... Numerous studies out there showing, uh, third-party validation studies, that what we can do is improve and, and sometimes double the extended period in which you're witnessing precipitation and, and therefore additional cleansing. But if, if we're still producing just as much pollution, and if just as much pollution is blowing over from China, whatever the breakdown is by percentage, that's an ongoing debate. If, if you're not cutting that, is cloud seeding only going to produce so much, even if there is rain? I mean, are you still fighting a losing battle without cutting the uh, emissions? Well, I, I agree on the, the greater context of what is the real end game solution here to the microdust and pollution issue in a, in a large metropolitan area like Seoul. So uh, cloud seeding is not going to just end microdust and, and, and wash it out every day. We're going to be a contributing factor, and there's certainly the opportunity to reduce 10, 15, 20%. Even uh, in, in some areas, maybe 30% of, of the PM 2.5, the really um, hazardous particulates to, to human health. But it's not the turnkey all solution. It's part of the solution. But we know there's a broader issue out there in regards to the source and understanding the source of all these pollutants. Uh, and the operational cloud seeding program that includes the research uh, will help identify and clarify some more of those solutions in addition to uh, the cloud seeding reduction. Well, the takeaway here, I guess, is we should not have judged too soon that experiment on January 25th, but also that when you've got a whole range of sources of this pollution, we're going to need a whole range of solutions. Maybe cloud seeding will be one of them. Neil Bracken, president of Weather Modification International, thank you so much for joining us and being in Korea. Great to be here. Love to visit the country, and I uh, appreciate the opportunity to be here with you this morning. Hope during your future visits you get to breathe some cleaner air. Um, now, stay with us here on this morning. In the next hour, we're going to, among our offerings, switch up our focus to economics. A special interview with the leading macroeconomist Robert Barrow. Get some of his analysis on Korea and the global economy at large. <laughs>